I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Today on the podcast, we have one of our closest friends of my wife and I, him and his wife have been dear friends for years. His name is Reverend Sean Smith, and he's based in Northern California. And he's telling us a story today as we're exploring the prophetic about giving a woman who's a tarot reader in a psychic shop a prophetic word. I love this kind of theme because so many times we look at people who are in the occult or people who are practicing different uh, religions or witchcraft, paganism, these kinds of things. We, we have an us and them mentality with them where as Christians, we get superstitious, we get weird, we get afraid. I was in England recently and several people were telling me different people who are involved with the Illuminati and masonry and how dangerous they are. And I started to realize that anytime we give the power of the enemy any kind of esteem, we actually take away our ability to love the people who the enemy might be using. And we have to always focus on what God's doing and who God loves, not what the enemy's doing and who the enemy hates, you know? And so there shouldn't be an us and them mentality in Christianity. We should actually be able to look at each other as human beings and say, I value you and I believe God can reach anybody on this earth. So I love Sean's story. Let's go right into the conversation. Hey, this is Sean Bowles, and I have with me the amazing Sean Smith. And Sean, it's been a while since we've seen each other, which is terrible. I know, man. Welcome Always to enjoy podcast. We need to get together soon, for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for those of you uh, who don't know Sean Smith, I know I just told about him in the intro, but Sean, some of my favorite things about you, number one, is that you are so risky. You'll do whatever God tells you, which is so, so amazing. And number two, you're married to my wife's best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I enjoy that. I love that. (laughs) That's an amazing one. I love even your story. We can go off and just have a whole episode just about your guys' story. It's so amazing. It really is, man. We'll have to do that sometime. That would be fun. I would love that because people are constantly wondering if the prophetic can actually help uh, direct us in relationships. So that would actually be a really fun one. But we should do it with Cherie and with Krista, your wife, which would be amazing. That would be amazing. (laughs) Well, that's for a future day. Hey, so we're talking today, we're exploring the prophetic, and you're someone who's been marked by encounters that have changed your world. They've absolutely defined you. And you've even written some books about this. Your your most iconic book, I think, to me is uh, I Am Your Sign. Is that I say that right? And um, I've read it like twice, so I should know exactly how to say it. But uh, I love this book. And one of the stories in this book, I think... I, I think we want to talk about today, which is about the tarot card reader, which I think yes. is really an awesome story. And so I'm going to lead you into that story and then you lead us into whichever direction you want to go. Okay. Well, man, I was down in Monterey, California and in, in uh, California, Monterey, Santa Cruz, it's very much uh, a new agey area. It's just, that's just the thought, the mindset and everything. So I'm finishing a Sunday morning service. Uh, I went to lunch with the pastor and his wife. They're going to drop me back off at the hotel. And uh, I was going to go back and preach that night. Well, anyway, we found a place to eat and we're walking back towards the car uh, down in Monterey. You kind of, it's old town. You kind of have to park <laughs> yes. different places than where your restaurant is. So I'm walking past these stores. And so I walk past 
this new age bookstore. And, and at first it had kind of a sun tinted window. So I couldn't see inside the store and I'm really not paying attention. I'm, I'm really talking to the pastor and his wife. As I walked past the store, uh, I, I felt, and the way I describe it, I felt like someone took a two by four and hit me right across my chest. I mean, oh, I man. felt this totally oppressive thing. I, I, joke, but it's, it's, uh, you know, there's some seriousness to it. I thought I'd look down on the ground and see a pentagram. I was standing in the midst. I was thinking, what's going on? And I'm thinking, you know, I shouldn't get this code red alert, demonic discernment thing over a new age bookstore. I've walked past many of them and arguably some mainline stores have, have enough occultic books in to (laughs) qualify. And, uh, then I walked a couple steps and now I could see into the store itself. There was a glare. It wouldn't allow me to when I was in front of it. And I saw there was a tarot card reader uh, and she was right there in the window. And that's probably what I was picking up. And, you know, sometimes people that are involved in that, uh, they're, uh, you know, they, they may not be as connected into that spirit realm as others. Uh, and this woman was obviously not the right connection, but she was connected so I walked in the store and the Lord was really teaching me a lesson. First of all, you know, I think the interesting thing is that it began, this prophetic evangelistic episode began with discernment. You know, I discern, but maybe different than the way normally I do. Normally I'll get a burden for someone. My heart will move towards them. Hmm. I'll form my heart well up. This one, it was more, I was annoyed, you know, <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> you know, acts. Uh, 16, I believe it is when Paul was annoyed to go with the spirit of divination. So I walk in the store and there, there's a line. And so I, I recognize I don't have a lot of time, you know, and so I walk up front and I say, Hey, could I, could I have a word with you? And she says, Hey, hold on. I've got a, a bunch of people in line, but give me 10 minutes. I'll squeeze you in. And I, I, I probably look different than her clientele. So I think she was ready to accommodate. It was perfect because I needed that time out because honestly, I was going to go in and I was going to rebuke her. Like, you know, oh, wow. I rebuked that spirit of divination, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't the Lord. And the Lord was teaching me something about his heart and how this would flow. And this would be early on, right as I, right after this, I wrote a, the book, our book, Prophetic Evangelism. So I'm over a bargain table and I looked down and it, it was a book called The Idiot's Guide to Tarot Card Reading. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's accurate. You have to be an idiot. And then all of a sudden, man, I got this download and I had this download The Lord says, I want you to go over to her and tell her, I am your sign. I heard the inward audible voice of God. Number two, he says, when she was young, she had a bad experience with uh, religion. uh, That Obviously, she uh, was mistaken for Christianity. She had a bad experience with religion. She moved in with an Eastern guru that she thought was going to nurture her. But instead of nurturing her, he abused her. And she was thrusted out. So you heard all this in advance. I heard all this in advance as I'm in the store. And so my heart turned when I heard she was abused. It was like, hold on, man. Uh, Sean, you, you, you're mixing up signals. You, you need to be annoyed at the demonic, at the devil, but you need to love this vessel. Wow. And man, I, I, I really was taken back when, I, when I, I felt her abuse. And then third of all, God says, tell her if she will let go of tarot card reading, uh, that was not her dream. Uh, he spoke to me, said when she was a little girl, she had a dream. And the Lord didn't reveal to me what it was. He just said she had a dream and tell her she's living life by default. If she'll let go of the default, I will give her her dream. Wow. And all this came in a split moment. So then I go over to the table and uh, 10 minutes were up. She kind of signaled for me. I walk over and, and I felt it was important for me to begin by asking her a question so I could, I felt if I sowed listening into her, 
uh, it would not be a, this mechanical thing that I, I got this word and I'm just going to drop this thing off. Yeah. So I said, hey, let me ask you a question. How do those cards get you in touch with the spirit realm? And she gave me this explanation. You project your consciousness and the energy and the archetype of the cards and the sequence of the cards can accurately predict your future. And truthfully, she had me confused when she explained all that. I went, wow. You know? <laughs> and so I said, hey, can I explain to you how I get in touch with the spirit realm? And I, I knew that this was going to be a little cross grain. I'm, I'm going to rub the cat the wrong way, but I, I really wanted to do it in the right tone. And I said, well, she says, yes, let me hear how you get in touch with the spirit realm. I said, there are really two doors to connect to the spirit realm. And one door might as well be marked other, because if you don't go through the door that I'm going to share with you, outwardly, the door that these other doors you walk through, they look great on the outside. They're ornate, the lights, everything. But the moment you get in, it closes in on you and it's a trap. Wow. I said, but the door that I've walked through is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, she moved back. I mean, immediately she leaned back in a the chair. There's a lot of people in the store. They're all lined up. I think she had, she was contracted out. She had written a book. And so she was contracted out by the uh, New Age bookstore. So they're all waiting in line to get a reading and to get her to, I don't know, sign a book or something. So they're all listening. She leans back and I could tell. And I say, hey, if all I had with all due respect to my spiritual heroes, Bill Bright, and Billy Graham, if all I had that day was the four spiritual laws or steps to peace with God, which any evangelist or people involved, they know these important tracks. And as vital and as important and formative as they are, she was just in a place where that wasn't going to pierce her defense. So she leaned back and I would say, hey, this is old school pinball tilt game over. It would be over with, with the exception, God gave me inside information. And wow. so she leaned back. I said, hey, you know what? God gave me something for you. Would it be okay if I share with you what God gave me for you? And she says, yes. And she leaned back in. So it was like the revelatory realm got her to lean back versus, mm. you know, kind of maybe old school evangelism, as some would say, got her to lean back. And I said, uh, the Lord wanted me to tell you, I am your sign. Well, she immediately leaned back again. She turns her head from me and I could tell she's being emotionally touched. So I'm like, okay, good. This connects. I'm, I'm like, wow. people say, did you know you heard from God? I, my feeling is, well, I'm going to find out. You know. And so <laughs> this this connected, and so I, I felt encouraged to go for the next one. You know, and I said, hey, when you were young, you had a bad experience uh, with religion. Uh, you moved in with an Eastern guru that you thought was going to nurture you, but instead he abused you. She starts sobbing right wow. there in front of all these people. And then I said, hey, and the final thing the Lord wanted me to tell you, and I, I waited, I gave her a second, is that word was connecting. I said, hey, the final thing the Lord showed me is ever since you were a little girl, you had a dream. This that you're doing right now is not the dream that you had as a little girl. That dream you had as a little girl, that, that came from God. This is something you picked up by default. And God says, if you'll let go of this, he'll let you grab on, he'll hand you that dream again. And she says, oh and everyone's gosh. hearing this, how did you know? which I'm sure, Sean, you get that a lot. How did you know? And I, I smiled and I said, I told you, the door that I walked through is a relationship with Jesus Christ. He loves you. And then she says, last night I cried out to the cosmos and I said, show me a sign. And here I am the very next day, right? She I cried out. body I chills right now. <laughs> I, I, didn't know, I didn't know her terminology. In fact, I felt very strange about walking up to a woman I didn't know and go, Psst. I am your sign. You know, it's like that, that, <laughs> that could be taken a number of ways, right? That could be taken a number of ways. And I really believe the devil wanted to answer that. And that's why I feel like when we feel the prompting, you know, again, I'm not trying to put anyone in any condemnation. We're all students who are growing in this. 
but it's so important to step out. The risk is, uh, the rewards are worth the risk. And so she, that connected to her. When I said, I'm your son, as simple as that was, that's, that could seem generic, but it was exact cry she cried out. Uh, it was one of those ones that, you know, like Jesus told, I think it was uh, Nathaniel, uh, I saw you underneath the fig tree, you know, obviously had a connection point with him. So she says, you were right. She says, when I was young, she went to a parochial school, kind of a religious school with a, with a mainline denomination. She was, she uh, had a terrible experience with a teacher there. She came out, and that was her opinion of Christianity. She moved in with an Eastern guru that taught her the mystic arts, but he abused her wow. physically, sexually, and emotionally. I mean, she was almost satanic, ritualistic abused. Uh, she ended up getting out of that. And the only thing she got out of it was how to read tarot cards. Wow. Uh, so she thought, hey, this is the only thing I'm good for to make a living. She says, so I've been doing this ever since. And I take it that was from her early 20s. She's she probably a lady, uh, I don't know, probably 40. And then she says to me, ever since she was a little girl, she always wanted to paint art. That is not like houses or nothing. She says, I've always wanted to paint an art, but I never thought I could pay the bills painting art. So I gave up on that dream. So this is what I'm doing. But according oh, to your word, the Lord is going to allow me to do that. So here's what she says in that moment. She goes, wow, that's real. And I'm thinking like, you know, by her own admission, maybe she's sensing that what she's been operating in before was not real. So, I mean, the Lord did all the work. So I, I, the heavy lifting is over. I said, hey, this guy that revealed himself to you, he, he wants a hold of your life. And if you'll give him your life. You know, he, he's going to set everything back in order. She says, yes. So we grab hands right there. She has this table, black tablecloth over it. And when I walked up, she thought I wanted a reading. So she started a reading. And in the tarot card deck, I don't know a lot about it, but she whipped a devil card on me. And, I, and there's like not oh, a man. lot of them. They're like jokers in the deck. And there's only a couple. And I thought, what's the odds? That she, and I thought, man, that's exactly what the devil does. He always wants to get in between you and the harvest. But the, 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 the prophetic is the supernatural tools that turns the devil back on his face, which is exactly when we prayed. I don't know why. I, I think it was symbolic. The card, the devil card was up. I flipped it over on its face, you know, <laughs> grabbed hands. She, she uh, confessed Jesus as Lord, gave her life to Christ. She <laughs> renounced New Age. She stood up and said, ladies, most of them were ladies. She says, I'm done for today. I'm done doing this. She goes to the counter, gets her last check. She asked me, is there a church in the area that you'd recommend that I could go to that believe like you believe? And I said, absolutely. In fact, I know a good one. I'm speaking there tonight, you know. And so she, you know, really following with the fruits of repentance because of the love of God, she quit reading on the spot and walked out of the store when I walked out. And in Monterey, California, and I love this because so many people think, okay, you're in Monterey, that's New Age, you're in a New Age bookstore you know, that's even more so. But, you know, my feeling is in sports. Uh, I, I love to get me some ESPA to catch up. But everything is about trying to get the home court advantage, you know, any any sport. Yeah. But the truth is we mistakenly believe that God has the home court advantage in church, in Christian coffee shops, in Christian home groups, Christian schools, as if to say by default, he has a home a, a loss of home court advantage out in the marketplace. And the Lord spoke to me and he says, uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He says, I have home court advantage wherever I show up. That is so good. 
So that's that's kind of my, probably the, the biggest impression of the importance of prophecy deployed into the marketplace, like you model so well, Sean. I mean, well, you you're a way better model than I am. I've heard your stories, but this is incredible because you know I live in Hollywood in Studio City, and I everywhere I go there's there's a pot shop and there's a psychic. You know, everywhere you look there's there's marijuana and psychics. That's just what's down here in Southern <laughs> California. It's so funny, but you know, most of us when we see psychic shops, Christians we immediately go into the, the us and them. That's the dark people or the dark powers versus like saying, actually the people that are in there, if we can get empathy and compassion, they're gods too. They're the ones he came for. He died for them. And it's us and them with the powers, but not us and them with the people. And I loved your story, that part of your story where you got compassion for and empathy for, where it was like all of a sudden she was like, it was because I know you as a father too, and you're such a good father and your kids are now grown up, but I mean, you're such a good father. And like, if that was Brittany, your daughter, you would have fought any, you know, any battle for her. And yes. it puts you in a different mode when you all of a sudden love is the the common denominator instead of power. So and true. I love that. I love that story. Yes. And well, you know, I think that shift is so important, man. You go oh, ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like that. That's it. That's what we wanted to hear from you today. This is amazing. Do you have anything else to tell us about that story before we go? Yes, I feel like statistically this generation, the millennials, but now we're kind of shifting into a new generation yet to be renamed. (laughs) Uh, I guess Generation Z. Uh, Statistically, they are demonstrating a sharp incline in the interest in in the occult, supernatural, Wiccan, et cetera. Same time, amongst them, church membership is declining. Now, the thing that I would like to say is, it's odd that there's a rise in the supernatural and a decline in church membership, hmm. which you would think it would be the opposite. You would think a rise in the supernatural ought to be a rise in people coming to church, wanting to be a part of church. And I think what it what it's come down to, Sean, is that we've gotten away from our the, the main commodity of the kingdom. It's the supernatural power of God and being natural with it enough, uh, like like, you know, we we're we we endeavor to see modeled that people feel they can walk it out in the marketplace. And if we do it, people will not be weirded out. This generation will be attracted to They're it. They're wired for it. I agree with They're you. They're wired for Completely it. Completely wired for it. So Isaiah 8 and 18, that's a scripture that backs what you're saying. I love it. I think that there's this place inside of, I mean, you're an activator, you're an empower, especially for prophetic evangelism, but there's a place where the occult realm has been off limits to the church. We, we're afraid of it. You know, we, we send teams and we're partnered to teams all the time. We go to like Burning Man and go to Wicked Festivals and go to even porn conventions through Cindy McGill. I don't know if you've heard of Cindy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys know each other. And, and she, she'll come back and she'll tell me stories. And I've been with her in several of these places. And just no one's off limit. As long as they're a human being, they're, they can be gods. I mean, they can, they can have an encounter with God. And so I love who you are because your story is, you know, we are wired supernaturally. And we can have an encounter with God right now that changes everything. And you, you do that all the time. So well, supernaturally, naturally. So I just celebrate you. Tell us how to get involved with your ministry. Uh, Give us, give us something current you're working on too, so we can get involved with it. Okay. Uh, The best place is they could go to our our website, which is www.seansmithministries.com. Sean, S-E-A-N, Sean Smith Ministries. <laughs> the wrong way to spell, but that's okay. <laughs> I know. Mine is the Irish way, the Irish way. Exactly. We're, we're involved in a lot of outreaches. One of our biggest things we love is we hit universities. I, I, I gave my life to Christ at university, secular university. It's one of the things that we really love to hit and equip. And we've been involved recently with a lot of different groups that are doing kind of almost stadium evangelism and kind of either 
being there to be the evangelist, so to speak, a person that gets, or on the front end to uh, train and equip them in prophetic evangelism, something we really love. Um, I'm working on a new book on uh, personal Holy Spirit. I, yes. I was impacted by a series of books by Fuchsia Pickett uh, back in the day and obviously oh, wow. some others. And I feel like I, I want to uh, upgrade. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe that's not accurate upgrade. It's going to be hard to upgrade on that. So that's probably a poor choice of words. But I want to update uh, kind go. of those things that really talk about not only the types of the Holy Spirit, but how to interact with them on a day-to-day basis, because I believe that's the secret to personal revival and harvest. So those are a couple of things. And then my wife, Krista, she's traveling, speaking to a lot of women's stuff, and we travel a lot together, and we kind of do a one-two. She's uh, really gifted in in the prophetic, and you know, I kind of sure. grew from her a little bit as well. And so uh, we're we're uh, we're just hitting it, man. It's, it's so awesome. make sure to get involved for sure. SeanSmithMinistries dot com. And follow Sean and Krista. Partner to them. You're going to love them. You're going to grow from them. Thanks for being on the show today, Sean. Hey, thanks for having us, Sean. You're amazing, dude. Love you, man. Love, I love you, you too. Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bowlesministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together on our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.